You're listening to Auburn Opelika this morning. Zach Blackerby, Lindsey Crosby here with you. And joining us now in studio, VCOM Auburn Campus Dean, Dr. Heath Parker. Good morning. How you doing? Uh, doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yeah. No, thank you for swinging by the studio for a few minutes this morning. Really, really appreciate it. So uh, for folks who do not know you, kind of give us a, a, a history of of who you are and, and how you ended up uh, as as dean here at uh, VCOM Auburn. Absolutely. Yeah, happy to. So uh, I am a internal medicine pediatric uh, trained and boarded, what we call med-peds. So I'm a med-peds doc. I'm a DO, went to the osteopathic school in Kansas City, um, and ended up down in Dothan for about nine years when uh, when uh, the other school started down there. And I was with them for about nine years and got recruited here. Um, super excited to be in Auburn and super excited to be a part of part of the community, the Auburn family. Yeah, um, excited to be a part of uh, VCOM and every all the good things we're we're doing. So, when did you start in this role? June, June first. All right. Yeah, June first. I got started. Got started even before my family came here. I don't know if y'all realize it's a little bit hard to find a house Ooh. these days, but oh, we yeah. did. We've heard. We did. It was a blessing. And uh, so the family's been actually moved in for about three or four weeks now, and um, things are great. So that started must, in the school. Yeah. That must mean that you, uh, you're you meant to be here then. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think it, so. It really worked out that way. Cool. So uh, between June and, and now, what all have you learned about Auburn and, and specifically the VCOM campus here? Oh boy, I I have learned that it is a a huge huge thing to be a part of the Auburn family. Yeah, um, uh, I have gotten to meet so many people. Been at the president's house, um, you know. Been on the golf course. Been uh, to Tiger Talk. Been to oh gut check morning. I don't know if y'all remember when the the stadium was rocking one morning when the athletes were running the bleachers. Oh yeah, whoo cheering them on up there and watching that was so impressive. Coach was running the bleachers with him. He's intense. Um, I, and uh, so just just what a blessing it is to be a part of the Auburn community. And Edward Via VCOM is extremely proud to be here on the Auburn campus and to be able to, to be a part of this. So uh, it's great. That's awesome. It's great. What has stood out to you most about um, this new class and, and the students here at Auburn uh, VCOM? So, you know, we have, we have a mission um, to – to serve the underserved, to fill the need for physicians in underserved communities mm-hmm. across across rural America. And um, and we want to do that for our catchment area. So we really want to serve Alabama and the surrounding states. And I, you know, I've had the pleasure of being a part of, of, of other universities, other medical schools, um, and practice clinically for many years. And, and I see a lot of missions and visions out there for hospitals, for corporate healthcare entities, et cetera, most of the time they're a little bit more talk than reality. Okay. VCOM, Edward Via, um, here on the Auburn campus, it, that, those mission and vision is real. Um, we, 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 have, we have successfully done that in other states, and here in, in Alabama, this current class, a little over 40% of our students in our first-year class are from Alabama, mm-hmm. a little over 70% of our first year classes from Alabama and the immediately surrounding states. Right. Um, and we've, you know, we've got, we've graduated a few classes. They're all about to get out of residency and, uh, and they'll be coming back to practice. VCOM, Edward V as a whole, there's three docs that recently came back to this area to practice even before the Auburn school was graduating. Mm-hmm. We, we can only predict what, what that's going to do as our most recent graduates are coming out of residency and finding places to practice. So, 
Um, we, we really, we really want to promote that and really believe in our mission and vision. And I like that. I like being a part of an organization that does. That's, that's fantastic. We're joined this morning by, uh, VCOM Auburn campus dean, Dr. Heath Parker this morning. So when you started your career in medicine, did you think that you would be more on the, the, uh, the academic side as far as, you know, helping train future, future physicians and future doctors? Is that something that you kind of wanted from day one or did you kind of, you know, you just over time drift that way? Yeah, great question. Uh, you guys are good at this. I see you've done this before. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> so, Couple I, words. you know, I, uh, no, absolutely not. No, I wanted to be a small town doctor with people throwing rocks in my window in the middle of the night. And I envisioned just, uh, you know, being out there doing primary care, et cetera, and so forth. Um, and uh, MedPeds seemed like a great thing to me. It was something that just happened naturally. Um, when I did my, uh, my residency training um, in a chief resident year, um, I just kind of became known as the person who would take a lot of the medical students and, and lower-level residents, and we would start a lot of projects together, and it just kind of became part of who I was. Yeah. I got an academic, academic appointment down there at Texas A&M, and, and from there progressed on, and as I was practicing, um, it just would naturally happen. I would have students with me. You know, I would get involved in, in residency programs. But I was very much a take-care-of-patients person for many, many, many years. Um, just did academics on the side. Uh, it really wasn't until the school in Dothan opened that I really did my first foray into full-time academia. And, and, um, and, and I love it. I, I, it's, I, I look as the impact as being a little exponential, right? So I've been blessed to have some some wonderful, memorable, never forget connections and moments with patients, and I mm -hmm. and I love patient care for that reason. But I've also had the same with with students, um, trying to nurture them along, help them find their way in the profession. And I feel like that impact is exponential because, in a way, I'm touching all the patients that they one day t touch. So yeah. Um. So I I I love both. I love seeing patients. I love taking care of patients, and but I also love. Uh, uh, academics. So educators here, just because uh, I don't know, but I mean specifically at, at the VCOM Auburn campus, how hands-on is the dean? <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm laughing because I, you know, people are getting to know me, um, and and I tend to be very hands-on. Yeah. Um, I grew up in uh, athletics, played a lot of sports. Probably wouldn't have got to go to college if I couldn't play sports. Um, and so, uh, I tend to be hands-on team player, you know, if, yeah. I, I, if I can do it and I can show you and I can help, then I do. So I've already, you know, lectured a little bit, been a part of some labs and I'm willing to do and, and scheduled to do a lot more. So, um, it, that's variable, you know, some schools, the Dean is not as hands-on. I, um, I'll probably be more hands-on than they necessarily might want me to be. So. No, I, I, I think that's a great thing. I think that's a great thing. We're joined this morning by Dr. Heath Parker, VCOM Auburn Campus Dean. We continue our conversation next. Zach Blackerby and Lindsey Crosby are joined by VCOM Auburn Campus Dean, Dr. Heath Parker this morning. Hey, and in my research for Finance Friday, I found that 75% of medical students are pursuing an MD degree, so allopathic medicine and you guys do osteopathic medicine. And at this point, I realize I don't know what osteopathic medicine is, and I'm a little afraid to ask. Can you kind of clarify for some people what that is? Yeah, absolutely. So, so osteopathic <clears throat> medicine started many, many years ago, uh, late 1800s. In fact, the father of osteopathic <clears throat> medicine, Dr. Still, 
Um, it, it was a big part of the Civil War um, and was taking care of patients then and made a name for himself with how much he knew about anatomy, with mm -hmm. uh, how much he believed in Pasteur's theory of just antiseptic, of being clean, of cleaning things, which he you know, believed in a lot of things that everyone takes as, as gospel now, mm -hmm. right? Um, really looked at the body as a whole, as structure begets function, as uh, the tripartite of medicine or mind-body-spirit. Um, and, and, but back then when he promoted that modern medicine would basically bleed you, make you vomit, make you have uh, diarrhea, um, or cut something off. And there weren't a lot of other options. And so, um, during the civil war care, during some scarlet fever outbreaks, they, um, him and his, his other MD physicians, they were all practicing MDs had a better outcomes when they would try to support the body's own innate mechanisms of healing itself and support the immune system. Structure begets function. So he, he developed a lot of techniques, and over time, those techniques naturally turned into a medical school. Mm -hmm. um, and that first medical school was actually initially accredited or licensed as an MD or allopathic school, but they didn't want that. They wanted to be different. So they set themselves out as, out as different, um, and for a while, we're even uh, labeled a cult by the allopathic community. Um, but over time, you know, we are where we are now, where we are completely accepted, um, completely merged. Um, many, many train, many, many physicians train in, in, in mixed communities, um, and will do. And all of the residency programs are merged. Um, and there are electives in some osteopathic manipulative medicine, even at some allopathic schools. And we have many MDs reach out and want to learn some of our techniques. So, um, you know, at this stage of life, um, there's not a huge difference in that everyone really believes in those premises um, that we started out with. I would say one of the things that we really do do, do do, nice. for, our, for our, thank you, for our students in, um, and is a big part of their training is when we want them to be able to connect with patients. Mm -hmm. And so they're, they're taught a, a, a way to a foundational interview process that they can do you know, efficiently in a certain amount of time, because that's the way modern medicine is. But we, we want them to be patient-centered up front to really connect with that patient to try to find out something, you know, unique about them to align expectations to know where their heart is, okay? Transition to more doctor-centered interviewing. This is like you're on the witness stand, right? So mm -hmm. you know, this is like, you know, so when did it start? How long is that? No, 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 I don't know. What is this? You know, and, and once you're patient-centered, then the doctor-centered part goes better because patients know where your heart is. They know... They know what you're trying to do. They know you're trying yeah. to help them. I like to use my grandfather as an example. So he, he used to live down on the Rio Grande, um, and he hated doctors, hated physicians with a passion. Uh -huh. um, and so and he, he told me a story where he went to the doctor one time down there, and he showed up in his boots, and he's, you know, he's just laying back, and he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Just get me through this. Give me a shot or something. Come on. You know, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I get it. Come on. Move me through. Um, but, you know, he, he – met with a young lady physician who'd been taught in the type of interviewing skills, patient-centered interviewing skills that we believe in. And she sat down and she leaned forward and she looked him in the eye and said, so tell me all about this, this headache. Tell me all about this pressure you're having. And, you know, so he kind of slowly warms up and he kind of leans forward too. And he's like, uh, what? You know, so are you seriously, you know, really, you know, interested? <laughs> and so what, what basically happened was he had an opportunity to share with her that, well, I know this isn't happening, I know, I know it's not this, but, you know, before my dad found out about his brain tumor, he was having some weird sinus mm -hmm. pressure stuff. I, I know that's not the case. And it wasn't. It absolutely wasn't. The treatment, the ultimate treatment at the end of that encounter was a standard treatment for a sinus infection, mm -hmm. right? But she had the opportunity to allay a fear that he might would have never shared. 
And and that's what we want from our students as they get out there. Sure. And she went ahead and she learned some family history that they're going to have to get at some point in time anyway. She went ahead and got that as well. You got it. Absolutely. All because you take two or three minutes to be patient-centered at the front end of the interview. Right, right. So a ton of stuff happening at VCOM, a ton of research. Uh, any current research happening that you're particularly excited about? Oh, my I, I can't I can't pick one out and show extra excitement over one over the sure. other because I don't know if you know researchers very well, but whatever they're doing is the latest greatest thing. Of course, um, and th and that's true. I'm I'm proud of you know the, the the big pie of collaborative research that we're doing with Auburn with several of the schools. Um, um, I'm proud of. The fact that VCOM has certain types of grant money that comes to the table to help start those. We've got a, a lot, a lot of really good projects out there going on right now. Sure. I know there's been a lot of grant money being thrown around right now with, with the, the nature of the pandemic. Um, has VCOM received more grant money than, than possibly it would have in the past? Um, not specifically grant money as, as it pertains to COVID research. Okay. Most of that is staying kind of in the pharmaceutical circles and some other collaborative projects. But throughout the country, um, different schools and organizations have gotten some, some COVID support dollars mm -hmm. to help with a lot of the distance learning and to help ad adapt to and accommodate the highly unusual circumstances that students get into. So, sure, yeah. sure. We're joined this morning by Dr. Heath Parker, VCOM Auburn Campus Dean. We will continue our conversation next. Final few minutes this morning as we are joined by Dr. Heath Parker, VCOM Auburn Campus Dean. So, Dr. Parker, I've been reading a book on epidemiology, and one of the things they talk about a lot uh, is understanding somebody's social networks and understanding how they relate to other people and the kind of ways they spend their time. And just from what I've learned from you today, it kind of feels like an osteopathic doctor is pretty well suited for that sort of epidemiology work because of the nature of the patient-focused conversations and interviews. Uh, yeah, you know, Lindsay, that is so important, and thanks for thanks for bringing that up. I think, you know, I... Um, Osteopathic physicians are are known for um, their uh, going into primary care, mm -hmm. really connecting with people on a primary care level. We have a greater percentage of folks that go into primary care than specialize. Not that many osteopathic doctors don't specialize; many do. But we have, you know, usually around seventy percent of our docs will go into a primary care field, um, and in so doing, we we want to teach them to connect with people. Um, the best laid plans, the best laid prescriptions, treatment plans, um, they can be perfect. But if the patient's not willing to do them, or they're not on board with going along with it, then they accomplish nothing. Um, and so making those types of connections um, to build that relationship of trust, um, to be able to promote, to, to come alongside them, understand what drives them, what their concerns are, what their fears, hopes, dreams, et cetera, and merge that with a treatment plan that they can cooperate with, that they can come on board with, means more than, sometimes that means, you know, more than, that means even maybe not doing the exact treatment plan that you think would be absolute best, but it's the one they're willing to come alongside. Um, and so that, that's important for us. Dr. Heath Parker, VCOM Auburn Campus Dean, joining us for a few more minutes here on Auburn Opelika this morning. COVID's a big, a big thing talked about everywhere, but especially in the medical field. What are kind of the conversations happening within VCOM about, about the pandemic? 
Great question, Zach. I mean, you know, the pandemic has been unusual for everybody, and, and I feel for our second-year class in that they've they've not really had the typical medical school experience, right? Yeah. Just to, and but but they also, boy, I tell you what, everyone has come together across the country and uh, at Auburn. Um, to give them the best experience possible. And so, you know, we, we struggle a bit with, you know, we, we aren't a, we're a medical school. Um, and that's, that's different than a regular college. Some of the, some of the laws, some of the current political debates, you know, right now about vaccinations, et cetera, um, can make it a lot harder on us, um, as a college because we are a college of medical providers and our students need early clinical experiences and we have affiliations with hospitals and big, um, healthcare facilities and um, that do require vaccinations and do require a lot more things of, of their as medical providers and so we, we've just been we've we've tried to put out modules and extra uh, types of education about COVID um, about the vaccinations and encourage uh, folks um, to you know make make good decisions for themselves and to be able to be good partners with our healthcare affiliates at the same time so that's probably the biggest things that that we've been you know coping with. But, you know, honestly, um, it, 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 things are still going very, very well. Um, and our students uh, are, uh, the vast majority of our students are, are vaccinated and, and ready to, to help take care of patients and be a part of that healthcare team. And most of our healthcare affiliates are very much wanting and needing them to continue to be a part of that healthcare team. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Dr. Heath Parker joining us. So, for folks listening that may be considering going into the field of, of medicine, um, right now and possibly considering VCOM down the road, what is it that kind of sets VCOM apart from other places? We are going to look at you as an individual um, coming to coming to the school that look in the setting of our mission and vision, which is to try to promote primary care and underserved areas of health care. Right. Uh, if you're someone who, you know, can can handle the academic load, maybe not even ever thought of being a physician before, please – Please come talk to us. All right, um, I, we we want to breathe um, that that um, motivation into folks that might not otherwise think of it. We don't look at just you know your 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 scores, your test scores, or just your GPA. We try to just like our patients, we try to look at you as a whole person, right. um, and we're going to evaluate you as a whole person. Now, we we want to make sure before we accept you, we want to make sure that you've got every chance to be successful. Um, but at the same time, we're not going to look past someone that we think could be a fantastic physician um, just because of a slightly lower GPA. Mm -hmm. uh, we really want to look at that whole application. So I would encourage folks that, that uh, maybe never even necessarily thought about being a physician but have a heart for that, yeah. have a passion for it. Um, let us talk with you and, and see if we can, you know, point you in the right direction. Sure. What's the best way for people to reach out and see what you guys have to offer? Our new uh, admissions director, Jawara White, otherwise known as Rara, um, has uh, has stepped in and is doing a fantastic job, and he's part of he's the uh, our admissions director now with uh, student services. And I would reach out to Rara. That's awesome, Dr. Parker. It was a pleasure uh, getting to know you and, and to meet you this morning. Hopefully, we can chat again soon. Fantastic, enjoyed it. That's Dr. Heath Parker, VCOM Auburn Campus Dean. Lindsay, good show. Good show. Listen again next week. I think that's a great idea. We'll be back Monday morning at 6 o'clock. Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic weekend, everyone. But for now, get back to work.